Welcome to Karen the Load podcast. I'm your host, Annette Anderson. Today, our guest is Shauna Snell. Shauna is the creator of Refill My Soul, a meditation app for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or anyone seeking a closer relationship with God. Shauna loves potato chips more than dessert and finds great joy in laughing with loved ones. She is a wife, mother, and grandmother who is passionate about stillness and filling our minds with truth to create life that is full of purpose, peace, and possibilities. Welcome to Karen the Love Podcast. I have Shauna Snell with us today. Shauna is an amazing woman. She has recently developed an app titled Refill My Soul. I love this app. I love the name about it. I love everything about it. But most importantly, I love you, Shauna. So thank you for being my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, Annette. Shauna and I actually, for the first time, just spoke about a week ago, and I think we we were on the phone for two hours. Yes. And it just flew by, and we could have spoke all day long. And it's as if our, our friendship, it's more of a reconnection, a divinely orchestrated thing that has happened, and I am so grateful to call you friend. Oh, thank you. I, I felt that, too. I think that's one of the things that I've loved so much about this journey with this app is the, the people who have crossed my path that have really, it has been divine orchestration from heaven that I have been able to come across wonderful people who, who really have um, strengthened me and taught me something that I know God needed me to know. And, and you're definitely one of those people. So I, I'm so, so grateful for this opportunity to visit with you. Well, thank you. So let's just talk just a minute because here you are, you're, you're a wife you're a mother of four. What brought you to this point where, hey, I think I'm going to build an app? <laughs> that is a very good question. I ask that a lot every day. <laughs> um, honestly, my love of God is what brought me to this point. And um, years ago, and I think it's really from my parents, they instilled in me uh, this desire to love God more than anything else and to really try to strengthen my relationship with him. So I remember as a little girl telling God, you know, if you want me to do something, I will do it for you. And I remember president, um, Monson saying, you know, if God wants something to done, I want him to know that if he sends Tommy Monson, he'll get it done. So I, I loved that. And that inspired me. And I thought, that's what I want to be like. That's what I want to do. So when I had the prompting four years ago to develop a meditation app, it put me in a very um, unique situation because I found myself visiting with God saying, I think you've got the wrong person here, you know, <laughs> telling him all the reasons why maybe I wasn't the right person to do this. But yet that prompting just would not go away. And I thought, he's really serious. He really wants me to develop a meditation app for, you know, for people to connect with him and to be able to create a space and stillness with him. And so, so that's, that's how I got here. <laughs> you know, I love, I love so many parts of this little journey. One, it was instilled in you as a child mm-hmm. that that's when you first said, Hey, I'm here. 
I'm listening. What do you need me to do? How can I help? Mm-hmm. Um, because like you, I believe that we are God's hands. That, you know, when people pray, needing help or needing something, well, he uses people like you and I to be to be that answer, to be his hands. And so I love I love that concept. I love that it's not just something you recently um, chose to do, but you've proven yourself over the years. And so here you are. He's asked you to create this, you know, meditation app to help people create or connect with him. Mm-hmm. Did you always meditate? No. So I found meditation. It was probably, I'd say eight years ago, maybe. And I loved it. I, I did love the stillness. I loved, um, uh, tuning the world out for just a minute and um, creating a moment where I could feel things and to focus in on something. I But I did feel myself lacking. Like if I'm going to spend this time, I really want to spend the time pondering and, and meditating on doctrine, on, on things that will connect me with God, really. And so uh, I meditation is a powerful tool. But I think one of the things that keeps people from meditating is the fact that they they are worried that they're not doing it right. Or they think, and I think meditation is very, very personal and that we can all find ways to meditate that will um, help us to feel and recharge. And it may not look like how someone else is meditating. You know, my favorite definition, I can't remember where I heard it of meditating is um, practicing focused attention with a spiritual purpose. So you're practicing keeping your attention on something, but there's some spiritual purpose behind it. And, and sometimes, you know, you can meditate. If you're struggling on forgiving someone, you can meditate on forgiveness and you can focus your attention for five minutes on forgiveness. And it really, it's a beautiful thing when we, and we don't, you don't ever have to worry if your mind wanders. You just keep bringing it gently back. Just the awareness that it does wander is is amazing so we just practice like my mom would always have me practice the piano really the more we just practice noticing where our thoughts go it just it really enables us to be more aware and I what I've loved is the more that I've meditated I feel like I'm able to be more present with people so I notice when my my thoughts are wandering even when I'm with people and I bring it back to that person you know so there's a lot of benefits to to meditating that is, that's such a good example that you've shared with us, because for me, especially to begin with, when you've talked about people worry about doing it right, oh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Am I doing it right? Well, this must not be right. You know, and, and I always, I want to do it right. Yeah. But to hear you say that there's no right way. Mm-hmm. It's my opinion that if you are able to do something that you feel connected with God and with Jesus Christ, you're meditating. You're, you're that, it's that connection. And I don't think we can underestimate the power of taking that moment every day to connect and to recharge. Um, you know, we, I'm the worst with batteries with my cell phone. I, my husband's like, you've got to use the whole thing up before, you know, and I'm always, I run batteries out like like crazy. I'm always needing new batteries in all my technology, in all my technology. But I think sometimes we don't realize we think we'd recharge every night when we go to bed. 
So you think lie sleep and that's my recharge. I believe we need other moments throughout the day to recharge. And even if it's just firing up thoughts to God at lunchtime or um, just taking that quiet moment to meditate for two minutes, it's just that recharge you need for the next few hours of your day. And so I think it's really important that the recharge, we don't look at that as a one-time thing at night, that it really is something that we do periodically and consistently. How many of us can go throughout the day without drinking water? Yeah. It's that, that recharge. It's, and I, that, that shifts my mindset when I think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Recently I was, um, I was visiting with a friend and she was talking to me about this new study about burning out mm-hmm. and how so many of us are going from, you know, one thing to another and just boom. And there's not really that end point yeah. between let's say work and exercise. Mm-hmm. And so the stress of the day from work goes right into exercise and our bodies cannot deal correctly with all of these stresses and we needed to have an end point. And this fits exactly into what she was teaching and what this philosophy about burning out in all of our activities is we just, I I feel like what you're telling me is that as you reset, that becomes that end point or that beginning point because we can reset. Yeah, it really, it does. It's, it's, it recenters you. And I feel like um, it's like a potter's wheel where you see that pot spinning. And if it's not centered on that wheel, it gets all wobbly. And I feel like meditating recenters us. Even if you take 30 seconds, whatever it is, it will recenter you. And I love your analogy with the water because that's, I feel like our spirits need that that water to be refilled. And that's one of the reasons I chose that name. But what we're looking to refill is with living water. It and that comes from a heavenly source. And our, our spirits are are parched and dehydrated because of the fast-paced society we live in. All of these things sap our spirits. And so it's really it's really important that we take time to, to hydrate our spirits and to literally refill our souls. It's beautiful. Yeah. Carrying the load is, it's all about that balance, Mm -hmm. you know, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, it's about being centered. So this is a key component and it just dovetails right into, to our mission of finding healing in our journeys and finding that center point. And this is just another added tool, another resource of what we can do to build upon, you know, our journeys in life. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I think when, with what you're striving to do and what I'm striving to do, the beautiful thing that happens when we recenter ourselves is we can hear God speak to us. We can hear his voice and And we need that compass in our life every day. It doesn't matter what comes our way. We have got to be able to hear him and to receive that direction and that comfort that he can bring. And um, I remember this is a cute little story, but it was so poignant to me. My son was at high school and 
he texted me and he needed some information for a class that he was in right then. And luckily I had my phone. And um, so I could get, he's like, mom, I need this right now. And so I hurried and texted it back to him. And about 30 seconds later, I get another text, mom, seriously, I need this like right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm sending it, you know? So I sent it again. That went on about five or six times. And uh, he was getting frustrated. And, and I was feeling a little frustrated, like I'm sending you the information you need, you know? And, uh, but I, it, I stepped back for a second. We realized when he got home, all of his texts were going out. None of my texts, he was in a dead spot in the high school. So he could send out, but he couldn't receive really poor reception in the room that he was in. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is so much like us and God. So many times we're firing him these messages and these prayers and these texts, and we're getting very frustrated because we're not hearing back. And I believe God wants to speak to us. I believe that he wants to communicate with us. He wants to answer our prayers. And we may be in a place of poor reception. We just might be. And so we need to be proactive. And that's what meditation can help us do, improve the reception and and be able to move ourselves to a place where we can hear him and those messages can come through. And so I just, I remember that all the time when my prayers aren't being answered the way I want. I think of my cute son getting frustrated and just saying, mom, mom, answer me. And I was, and I think there's times God says that to us. I am, I am sending you messages and love and direction. You just aren't hearing it. You aren't getting it, you know. Another beautiful analogy, because I know more often than not, the answer is being sent. That message is being sent, but I'm not receiving it. Mm-hmm. And that reception isn't, um, isn't very good. And it's what I can do into a, a spot where there's great connection. I've shared this with you, but I, I want to share it with our listeners. Um, last week, I woke up and I had this, these awful dreams. I don't know about you, but sometimes more often than I would like them to happen, I have yucky dreams. And I wake up and I've got this cloud hanging over me. And, and typically when, it, when I feel like I felt the other morning, it takes me several days to get back to where I feel like I have that good reception. Mm-hmm. And it's not just something that I can easily get out of even though I know logically that was a dream that was not real you're safe you're loved you know all those all those beautiful things and the other morning when I woke up and I felt the way I felt and I thought I have so much to do I can't stay in this spot Mm -hmm. and and I was you know, trying to do, you know, all the things that I typically would do to find that light. I did receive a message and I saw one of your posts, which then led to, I have your app. Mm -hmm. Go listen to one of the meditation exercises. And it was go listen to it now was what I felt because I thought, okay, you know, I'll go get on, I'll go get my exercising in. I'll do this. And it was, no, start with this first. And so I came into my, my space, opened your app. And the first thing I saw was a meditation on angels 
well, it wasn't the first thing I saw, but it was the first thing that jumped out to me. And I clicked on it. And I believe it was a 12-minute meditation. And by the time that meditation was over, I was back. I was receiving that, that light, that love, that inspiration, that cloud of darkness and evil or fear, whatever we're going to call it for me, it left. So for me, I have witnessed firsthand what can happen when I center myself with God, with Jesus Christ, with his angels, by using one of your meditations. What typically took me days, if not a week or two, happened in minutes. And I could accomplish the things that I needed to that day. So thank you. Oh, yeah, that, that honestly just means so much to me. I, as I've been trying to <clears throat> do this journey with this app, I, there have been times when I felt very, very discouraged. And I've pushed up against some pretty big mountains and roadblocks um, that I kept pushing through because I thought, if this helps one person, one you know, Jesus Christ cared about the one. And I thought it, all of this work, four years of trying to do this are worth it for one person. So I thank you for being that one person today. Cause I, 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 the, the beautiful thing is it really, God helped me and inspired me um, in how to create the meditations. But the beautiful thing is he's, he's the one that's sending those messages of love and the peace that you felt, you know, through that meditation. And uh, someone mentioned this. I thought it's so true. I don't feel like I'm the creator of Refill My Soul. I feel like I'm a co-creator with God on Refill My Soul. That um, that I definitely I know my own weaknesses and my own inadequacies, and and He's able to magnify us and to help us do way more with Him than we can do on our own. And uh, anyway, so thank you for sharing your experience with me. It's beautiful. I. Um... I feel the same way about Karen the load. You know, this is not, it, I'm not the creator, but I am a co-creator with God. And it's very interesting to me, the timing of what you're doing and what we're doing. We're just here to help the one, right? Just like you just said, I pray daily that it can help the one. This isn't about Annette. This isn't about Mm -hmm. Shauna. Mm -hmm. This is about God's children. And we're here to love and to support and to help. Just like refill my soul, if we at Karen the Lord can help the one, then it's a success, right? Mm -hmm. Then we've done what we were asked to do. You know, I I really do feel like everybody has a part to play in God's plan. I feel like God needs each of us to to do something, to uh, reach out of ourselves. And and there are things that each of us are needed to do. There's lives that every single person can touch that maybe someone else, you know, they can't reach that person, but you can. And so I think that it takes courage. You know, when you feel those promptings and those doors open, it takes courage to walk through those doors. Uh, but when you feel that urging and that um, 
that yearning, like feeling of, I need to do this. I, I think it's so important that we take that leap of faith uh, because there is not one person on this earth that doesn't have an important part to play in someone's life. And we can, we can really change the world and bring hope just one person at a time as we, as we reach out in love and, and bring light into people's lives. Exactly. You know, we live in this time that's so unique. Who knew here at the first of 2021, we would be still in the midst of a worldwide pandemic where people are seeking hope in a way that is so different, I believe, that in the fact that we all are in this, you know, very physical way that um, things have changed so much. But yet what a gift it has been to be able to slow down, to be able to find center, to be able to learn to connect with God, as well as individuals, relationships in this life, as well as throughout the world through social media. Who knew that we could do this? Well, God knew. And so, yeah, this has been a hard time, but what a beautiful time to be able to to start fresh, to start anew. Here it is, this new year. Mm-hmm. Well, let's help that one. Let's all of us commit to God that we'll be here to help the one that you need us to help. Yeah. Yeah, we, it takes, it really does take a lot of faith. Um, when you ask God, you know, or you tell him that I'll do anything you need me to do for the one or be prepared to get an answer and then be prepared to do it. Because I remember when I had that prompting to do the app and committed and thought, I'm going to do this for the Lord. And uh, it was just, it was an interesting experience the day the app went live because I really, I had felt like I was building this boat and I was not a boat builder, but it was this big, huge thing that I had to do and accomplish. And I remember telling the Lord, I built the boat. I, this app is done and it's yours, you know, literally giving him the app and saying, you can do with it now as you see fit. You know, I did what you asked me to do. And I was very humbled when I heard in that prayer, the words, get in the boat. And all of a sudden I realized, wow, I'm not at the end of my app journey, which I thought I was. I hadn't really thought past the point of getting the app done. I'm at the very beginning. And so I think we all have these moments where God needs us to get in the boat and the beach is super comfortable. You know, we love the beach. Who doesn't love the beach? Why would you leave the beach for the boat? Especially because when you get in that boat, you could hit some pretty rough waters. So I think, oh gosh, it really takes a lot of of faith and, and you really have to just not care what other people think to get in that boat and do what God wants you to do. And I, I think there's, there's boats each of us need to build that God, God wants us to build. And then he expects us to finish it out and, and to, and to get in and to be all in, you know, to be all in, which is the key because like you, okay, I don't, I'll build the boat. Yeah. I don't know how to build a boat. 
but I know you know how to build a boat and I'm going to listen and I'm going to do the best I can to build this boat. How did you get to the point to not care what other people thought? Because I think many of us, we care about what others think. How did you get over that hurdle? I think that's been one of the biggest things that I've learned from this app because I I have cared. I think as humans, we do care what people think and we want people to like us and we want people to value the things that we do and our contributions, you know. Um, So I have cared, but it was funny. One of the other promptings that I received going through this experience is God saying to me, yes, I asked you to develop an app, but I'm developing you through the app. And so one of those things was not caring about what people thought. And I've had to be on my knees a lot. I'll be completely honest because uh, I've worried that how it would be received. I've, I've worried that it wouldn't help people. I've, I've worried people wouldn't like my voice or they, you know, there's so many fears that you feel that come, you know, come to you and you worry that people aren't gonna like you or like it or anyway. So I did the, when I did my first post on Instagram to kind of let people know that the app was out there, I was sick to my stomach. I'm being completely honest. I had to say a prayer and tell God, I love you so much that I'm willing to do this and put myself out there because I I love you. And I don't know what this is going to be. It could crash and burn. I don't know what the outcome, I don't know where my boat's going to land. You know, I'm in the boat. I don't know where I could shipwreck. You know, I, I don't know, but really I, I just have had to be very prayerful and ask God to help me to not care and to just care what he thinks. And I'll be honest, it's a freeing feeling when you get to that point where you can say, I, I want God to be approved of God. I want God to approve, be approved of me as a person of the things that I do. We don't have to be perfect, but just to feel that feeling of approval that he knows you're doing your best. And, um, and I think that that's, I've, I've had to really, it's grown into a strength for me through the development of this app to not care what people think. But I, I think it's a lifelong journey. I I don't know if we ever get to the point where we don't care at all, you know, but I love the fact that this wasn't always a strength. Mm -hmm. It gives me hope. It gives, I think so many that are listening to this, the hope that it can become a strength as we pray, as we ask for the strength to, to move forward in building that boat or getting in the boat, you know, whatever the case may be that who, who it does matter is with ourselves and with God. And, and that's really all that matters. And I've seen that in my own life that as I have um, healed and through this healing journey, that that has also become more of a strength of mine that it doesn't matter as much what other people think that I do what I do because I know it's what God wants me to do. It's what God has asked me to do. It's not about what so-and-so is going to think or how many likes do I get or how many, you know, all of that stuff. That's not what matters. What matters is that I, I'm listening, that I, I'm doing the best I can to be a good person, to, 
to love my my fellow man, to serve my neighbor, to just light the way in a way that would be a reflection of my love of of God and and Jesus Christ. And so that's to me is this beautiful gift in this journey of of both of ours. And I loved how you were told that I'm not in the business of developing apps. I'm developing you. I paraphrased what you just said. Yes. Yeah. But haven't you found that throughout all the different journeys in your life, you, I know I have, I've been the one that has grown the most. I have developed along the way and, and different things, you know, everything has not been just fun. They've been challenging. They've been refining. They have brought me to the depths of despair sometimes. Mm -hmm. But as I've learned to go to Jesus Christ and to God, then that healing took place. My heart was softened. I began to have eyes that could see things differently. Mm -hmm. And that's where I could see, especially now in hindsight, I can look back and see how I have been developed through the years, through the journeys, through the different mountains I've been asked to climb. Um, And it becomes a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, it really is. It is. It is interesting how um, those struggles and trials that we have, we don't know at the time, but they really are stepping stones for us to be able to accomplish and become what God wants us to be. And I've felt that as, you know, as I've written many of these meditations, I've drawn on hardships and trials and um, sadnesses that I've gone through, you know, knowing how that feels, knowing that you don't want to get out of bed and you just want to pull the covers over your head and, um, and drawing from those experiences and be able, being able to create something that will connect with someone who's in that place at that time. So you don't realize when you're going through those hard things, how it's going to enable you to be an instrument in God's hands, but it really does. He is, he is so, God so beautifully creates um, light out of darkness. And, and so if we, if we're willing, if we're willing to let him, you know, work with us, and if we go to him in those times, he really will use and consecrate those experiences for our good. He will. If you can pick a favorite meditation that you've done, what would it be? I, there are so many that I love. I will tell you the one that honestly, and I, I'm a little bit of a crier, so I'm going to try not to cry. But the one that when I was recording and writing that I felt the spirit so strong was the loneliness segment. And, um, and I, I could just feel that God wanted people to know that they weren't alone. And so I guess one of the reasons I keep trying to share this app is because I feel this responsibility for it to find whoever needs it at that time. Who, who is it that's going to feel lonely and in that moment need, need that reassurance, you know, but 
but that segment was huge. And I, I think God wants us to know that even when we don't feel him, even when we don't hear him, he is there. And uh, we have to trust in those times because I've had those times when I've, when the heavens seem closed and you're not feeling anything and you're not hearing anything that it doesn't mean that he's not there and he's not aware of you. And so that segment for me has, um, is probably the one that I have felt the most that I love the most. I, I love so many of them, but I, I love that one that we're just, we're, we're not alone. And we all have moments where we feel that way. We sure do. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what position you hold. Every single one of us will have lonely moments. And uh, those can be very sweet times of communion with the Lord. If, if we turn to him in those moments of loneliness. I think back to many um, times in my life where where I've been surrounded. I've been in a room full of people, mm-hmm. but I have felt so alone. And um, it's, it's hard because you wonder, you know, on the outside, I have a smile on, uh, you know, people, maybe ch- I might be chatting with people. I might be, I felt so alone, mm-hmm. but to know that, to know that you're not, to have that understanding deep down inside that, you know, for now I might be feeling alone, but I know I'm not. I know God loves me. I know that, that Jesus Christ is there for me, but we have to reach out and go to them. And there's a reason, there's a purpose in feeling these feelings of loneliness. None of us are exempt from those those feelings there have been times um that recently especially i i can see i can see the loneliness in others i can feel the loneliness in others and here we are during this unique time that we've talked about already but the loneliness that is out there now is greater than ever before and and I can assure anyone who's listening that they know someone who's feeling lonely and that there's something they can do about it to help them feel not only loved, but know that they are someone who is loved by God. I, I love how you were talking about um, smiling in the room. Um, I, I think it's so it, of crowded people and feeling alone. I think it's important that we recognize or think about what's behind the smile. When we see people, there could be pain, there could be suffering, there could be loneliness. There's a lot of things behind a smile. And if we ask God to help give us that gift to have eyes to see, he will allow us to know and to sense and to feel what people need. And when they, they, they're smiling, but we will know that there's more that we can do because some of the people that you think are the most secure and happy, there's, there's a lot. Everyone's fighting their own battle. There's, there's something behind every closed door, whether it's, you know, an ailing parent or medical problems or financial problems or struggles with children. It doesn't matter. There is something that is a struggle in everyone's life. And I love 
that that creates when you have struggles, it helps you to understand and have empathy for other people when they are going through, you know, you just, when someone's angry with you, you can think, ah, there, there's gotta be something going on. They've, they've got a battle, they've got a struggle and, and it's not about me. There's hard stuff going on there. So Again, those struggles and those trials help us to have that empathy and to see behind the smile because we've all smiled when things are hard. And and it's so great to be able to look past those smiles and to see a little bit deeper into people's souls and to see what they need. It becomes that gift. Our pain truly can become precious Mm -hmm. and a precious gift as we allow it to mold us and to shape us and help us to have that empathy and that love for others. In parting, do you have any thoughts, anything that we haven't discussed yet, something that you feel like you wanted to share? Um, I think that the biggest thing is for all of us to not underestimate our ability to do good and to be good. I I think that a lot of times we we sell ourselves short and we play, you know, uh, we just, we play down our ability to have an impact on, on the world and impact on people's lives. And I, I just love, there's um, a quote from President Nelson that I absolutely love. And in that quote, he says, this was in a conference uh, that he gave at BYU-Idaho in a devotional. And he says that God uses the unlikely to accomplish the impossible. And so I love that so much because we all have those moments where we feel like an unlikely person to do something or to make a difference. But if we can remember that with God, He can enable us. He can multiply our efforts. He can make us enough in whatever situation he places us in to bless the lives of other people. Thank you. Thank you, Shauna. God needs each of us and our unique talents and abilities to move his work forward. We each need to find what God wants us to do, and then we need to get in the boat, trust God, and start rowing. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us, as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Karen the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep caring.